0: Welcome to the Gagarin's Mail podcast. This is Chris. Today I am bringing you a short interview, but nevertheless interesting, that I did at IT Arena in Lviv in Ukraine. I am speaking with, and here's where I'll probably slaughter the pronunciation, Anatoly Lichenko, I think. I think he will introduce himself correctly soon Anyway. From LX, a software development company in Ukraine. And he is a solution architect there, but has a particular interest in blockchain, which of course I do as well. And it was interesting to speak to him because what he's actually passionate about is talking about real world use cases of blockchain, which is something that many people keep asking about. And a lot of the time, people don't have solutions. And he actually has some trial projects with real world enterprise clients. Uh, obviously, he couldn't go into any details of them, but we spoke about some of those use cases he had with some real world clients and how they were finding using blockchain. Enjoy. Yeah, my name is
1: Anatoly Litovchenko. I'm solution architect at Alex Company. I also, at the same time, also head of software architecture office. So I'm responsible for general uh, solution or software architecture expertise at the company. At the same time, I'm really passionate about the blockchain as a technology. I'm trying to drive this technology in the company. I started about two to half years ago with these prototypes and now I have several projects and several clients. So mm-hmm. This is who, who I am
0: and what I do. And what you had a talk yesterday day. Maybe briefly summarize what that was about.
1: So the idea was just to share my experience uh, with different kinds of customers in the blockchain as a technology because we experienced hype uh, in this technology, and I be- now I believe, and Gartner uh, actually shows this in Gartner's uh, hype that blockchain is going down into this uh, valley of inflated expectations, I believe. So everybody's become more uh, aware of this technology, they understand what this technology can and or cannot do. Uh, so I share some myths in realities. Uh, myths well, that the technologies, as for me, uh, Uh, a way to, um, uh, on a hype right now, Uh, but in reality is that about 2020, 2025, those years, this technology became more mature and more adapted within the business.
0: Yeah. So that's my belief. And when you say, because actually I I do do a reasonable amount of work in this space, I find it very interesting, too. I find it very interesting from the technology perspective. I'm glad that most of the the sort of financial hype from last year died down a little bit. Exactly. And this we can hype get,
1: is Yeah, we
0: can get back to the interesting aspects of the technology instead. But um, I always struggle to find... People actually using blockchain in the wild mm-hmm. um, so are your clients testing or are they actually production
1: we all know more in the face of prototypes or MVP uh, this piloting projects um, there is actually a reason for that uh, as for me blockchain will change the business processes those clients which came to us they want to experience that change but they not ready to adopt this change right away for them it means uh, different org structures, uh, different uh, business processes, Mm. different sources of revenue in the company and it's really hard to transform the company especially enterprise level company to do that. So they more do prototypes or
0: MVPs or things like that. And what sort of business cases are most...
1: Uh, We have a few projects with data related or documents related when you actually keep documents and you trace those changes, the audit trails, it's publicly available so you kind of uh, protect it against any unpredictable changes inside mm, mm, mm. Uh, or the personal data which you'll be able to, to sell uh, on, a, on the marketplaces mm. uh, and again everybody sees that you have this data yep. you generated it and there is some kind of a currency internally yep. as exchange of this data and that might make sense
0: and are you using I guess private blockchains
1: we tried with both yeah. uh, currently we choose the Ethereum as a public ledger and Hyperledger yep. as a private or mission. As for yeah. us, it's more matured. As for me, it's more matured, kind of, different. it's vision. Yeah. They, they have a strong vision, they have a good platform support, yeah. they have nice tooling, and developers are able to do that.
0: Yeah. Actually, got to, I wanted to ask that first, because I can now tie back to something you said earlier. I've interviewed the uh, project lead of Hyperledger twice, yeah. actually. <laughs> uh-huh. um, and the last time I was speaking to him, I had just recently been to an event where uh, was, the, the, the speaker was talking about about Hyperledger. Huh? And they gave a so-so example, mm-hmm. and a lot of people in the audience were kind of why bother. Uh, <laughs> and I put this to him. And he said, Well, the one the really the one major difference on a private blockchain to most businesses is you don't have to have this sort of gatekeeper anymore, no. the central admin who has to manage everything. And of course to some people, that sounds like a huge positive. But, to, yes, your traditional enterprise, which is probably where you're saying the cultural change, this is a big shift exactly. to suddenly say access and uh, control in a network is, is managed by something else, not exactly. just a bunch of exchange accounts, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I mean, how hard have you found to convince enterprises okay. this is a good idea in this day and age?
1: Uh, really hard to convince, except the cases where some technical people, usually C-level people, maybe, CTO or CIO, they want to do this. They want to do this rather as uh, the prototype, or they want to do it rather as a kind of innovation curve. They choose it in the company. Um, we have, for example, two cases. Imagine in one case, we have a logistic company, and they have last mile delivery, and they have a fleet of vehicles. They manage it, they, ma- they own the drivers, the drivers are part of their company, and for them, blockchain in this area doesn't make sense. It makes sense to do a centralized database, keep all the records, know your people, know your fleet, manage that. But imagine another log- logistic company who doesn't uh, own their fleet of vehicles or drivers and they want to kind of outsource or crowdsource it. Mm-hmm. And they can own a kind of an Uber, they can uh, allow people to join their network, yeah. their company, and blockchain in this case really makes sense. So shift from one uh, yeah. business into another is, is hard for them. Um, Another case for the data uh, contracts, uh, let's say more about the document uh, uh, tracking, document flows. So there are different centralized applications where they keep document flows and document changes history internally and from that technical point of view it's easily um, it's easy to mess up with those uh, audits with those uh, versioning history even if you know where to look at right? Yeah. you don't know what to do Yeah. so for them it makes sense to keep all those records all those hashes of documents all those versioning on the blockchain where it's kind of impossible because yeah. uh, it's decentralized and somebody else can keep the copy yeah. of these records just for
0: the- unlike Git where it's actually like, in theory you can change a com- make it look like it was someone else and there have been cases of people changing commits to being from Dennis Toll
1: some of the companies said okay we have a document flow internally different companies for us have to approve those documents so you have like a financial company you have a logistic company freight company and a bunch of other companies when they receive document they have to um, again read it once again check whether everything is fine and there is no hidden text or change Mess up is the numbers or something, and they do it every time they have this turnaround of documents from uh, external companies. Yeah. So they kind of do a double work, and blockchain made sense for
0: them. And with the the projects you put on Ethereum, what have they been?
1: Uh, usually on Ethereum we have a kind of uh, tokens, and those okay. tokens, yeah, those tokens are rather a, a value of services. We have marketplaces for yeah. services, for, for example, sense. right? Or those are a value of data you sell the marketplaces.
0: How do you compare the developer experience between Hyperledger and Ethereum at the moment?
1: Uh, I would say it's totally different. There. And Hyperledger and Ethereum uh, as for me is quite simple. You have one language, you have uh, all the infrastructures uh, built in, you have maybe a few frameworks but the same language. Hyperledger is uh, a huge ecosystem. Mm-hmm. We uh, we try to use, we use actually using uh, Hyperledger Fabric which is support yeah. by Linux Foundation and there is Hyperledger Sawtooth, which is Support yep. by Intel. Yep. There are Aeroha and yep. few two yep. more. So it's those are different. Really, those are different platforms, different <laughs> frameworks for different purposes. So totally, Hyperledger is kind of umbrella. They say it's umbrella for business yep. uh, cases, right? Enterprise level. Particular framework like Fabric. Um, it's not only about the programming. Of course, they there is there is a chain code so we can program different contracts. But it's also about the network setup. In Ethereum, everything is. It's yeah. pretty clear. You have the
0: network, which is a problem in itself as well. But yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. There, there are problems, and yeah. you have to like admit that yeah. uh, there is a risk and reward ra- ratio in that uh, internal currency, so on. In hyperledger, in hyperledger public you have to build the network. You have to yeah. understand what roles will work inside, what kind of interactions, what kind of consensus they will have, how to build that, how to make those uh, networks protected.
0: But, so you can even define consensus algorithms on hyper- uh, to a point.
1: Currently. I there are two types of consensus yeah. in the fabric. You have Kafka, a kind of who is the the majority, yeah. and kind of
0: a simple Byzantine cultural tolerant. Okay. Do you how where do you host the hyperledger? Is it with IBM or do you use your own? Or uh,
1: usually it's cloud providers. We <laughs> uh, have two cases on Amazon and Azure. Oh, uh, no, I didn't realize. Haven't that. tried it with IBM. Really, I, just, I knew they had
0: a. I did they
1: have this IBM. blue mix and kind yeah. of native support of that, but we haven't tried actually. Yeah. <laughs> I'm of. At, at the end, you just have virtual machines. Well,
0: yeah, 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 yeah,
1: okay.
0: Um, but the, uh, it just you seem the right person to maybe talk to about this. You've mentioned tokenization a couple of times. Um, it's one of these very interesting ideas, and I, I'm never sure how far it's going to go. You know, this great principle of. Uh, uh, I don't know. I put this interview somewhere and people pay me tokens to listen to it. Mm -hmm. And I can use those tokens to buy something else and et cetera and et cetera. Kind of a Steam platform. (laughs) Yeah, et cetera and et cetera. But in reality, this is harder than. than you would hope, uh, because you have to find someone to exchange them with. Yeah, you, there comes a point where you need to get proper fiat money at some point to pay for yeah. certain things. I mean, do you think this is a a, a world vision that will ever happen? Or
1: my belief is already happened. So it yeah. just uh, maybe um, now it's uh, like a, a refinement of the tokenization of token economy. Um, we already have those tokens. Some of them is just representation of money. So mm. they kind of for money. You have to exchange them. You have to get some uh, reward for holding them. Uh, another, they are kind of. There are different types from like uh, SEC uh, yeah. type position, yeah, 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 yeah. right? But yeah. overall, the second type is probably some assets or shares or stocks. You yeah. own part of the company, and there are different tokens which you own, and they in the fact that you own somebody pays, pays you money each yeah. weeks, for example, internal money. Like like Ethereum, second piece. Another is the representation of some real assets, like arts or land, or currency, whatever. Uh, we internally try to build kind of a token, a coin. Uh, it's kind of gamification, actually. Mm. It's not a real money, but uh, when you do some a good deal, internally uh, within the activity, company, within the company, okay. right? Yes, yes. When you do some good activity, uh, maybe some social good activity, socially good activity, right? We can reward you with some internal coins. Uh, everybody rests the community they will vote whether you're worst rewarding or not uh, If yes, you receive those coins if not, maybe they will receive those that coins because they think it's, it's not So it's kind of like a shared uh, gamification platform yeah. at the end you can exchange coins into some coffee or uh, Just some IT stuff which you will use internally again in the company. And so in kind of gamification but for, our, but for us tokenization means that you uh, Transfer some un- untouchable things like good activity, good deals, mm. uh, some social responsibility into some digital tokens.
0: Yeah. So do you think uh, the concept of tokenization of activities and um, our participation in those communities and networks is sort of at peak or will it become more in the,
1: in the coming years or i believe it become more okay. so I, I imagine myself being in in a future world that there is a shared economy yeah. uh, we we'll already just speak about not owning a home flats right you can rent it for a long term we are uh, speaking about not owning uh, owning a uh, cars mm. you can rent a car if you need uh, and you can rent it for an hour right a few hours you don't need to have your own car uh, at the night uh, and that world of shared economy is lacking like, like, you know, of some kind of tokens, coins, internal mm. value transferring mechanism. So
0: I believe we will go into that. Do you think uh, that? countries like Ukraine, that um, maybe the, the, the conventional economy is, is still developing and maybe more open to these ideas because there's a skepticism towards government and, and banks and things, or not really, or... <laughs>
1: Yeah, I believe there is some kind of skepticism about overall cryptocurrency, blockchain. Okay. Somebody associate blockchain and cryptocurrency. Somebody think they are different. Yeah. Uh, somebody thinks, like Japan, they think that cryptocurrency is a currency. Some uh, U.S. Uh, states, they think yeah. that cryptocurrency is an asset. So we can kind of try that. Um, Ukraine, we don't have our own opinion on the government
0: level yet. Yeah. Just but just people. That. Do you people. think it's something people are more... <laughs> even maybe even trust more than taking money from a bank or <laughs>
1: I don't know I, I, I saw the experience of African countries the, yeah. some developing countries they make a big leap for example in the yeah. uh, cell, uh, cell phones right mm-hmm. they, yeah yeah the mobile money mobile and, yeah. yeah exactly so yeah. maybe some countries like Ukraine will also yeah. some someday will make just a big leap we yeah. don't just we don't uh, go like a step by step yeah. but we'll make a jump with one of the other
0: coming back to what you said ago, one of the other fascinating things that's happened in quite a few African countries is this jump from there being no record of who owns what housing and land mm-hmm. to there being a lot of it put onto uh, ledgers. Which So they did just jump and missed all the stupid uh, piles of paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> I think Ukraine may do the same.
1: someday.
0: <laughs> and um, going back to some of the more technical questions, I mean um, with Ethereum and Hyperledger did you just try the I think the thing that always interests me the most with uh, with uh, distributed ledger technology, blockchain technology, whatever we want to call it, mm-hmm. is integrating it with more conventional and traditional traditional application stacks. Did you go down the the traditional again stacks that those two uh, platforms use, or did you try other things? And uh,
1: most most of those projects are prototypes, so we do it a bit separate. Yeah. Um, when in Hyperledger world, it's uh, there are more integration. For example, since it's a permission, we have to use some centralized storage of the user data. Really? Uh, exactly. <laughs> permission no, no, means no. there is a, in hyperledger there is a so called certificate authority who may who, uh, who emissions the certificate. So you came to certificate authority and say okay I am this person. Certificate authority gives you certificate. You use their certificate within the network and everybody knows who you are. This is like a concept of permission network. So you have with the certificate you have the permission to access the network. Without certificate it's like closed for you. And this centralized certificate authority um, for us usually uh, a kind of active directory in the company yeah, or yeah, yeah. some central database with all <laughs> users and passwords. didn't realize this. So this
0: seems a little counterintuitive any <laughs> but anyway, But
1: that, that's reality. Yeah,
0: right? yeah.
1: As, it, as soon as you have the certificate you can work on uh, you mm. can make, make activities inside the network but you have to get this certificate to get the access to the network. And this this part is integration okay. for sure. So we integrate in this part. In the Hyperledger, um, we don't have so much integrations really. Uh, and the, in the prototypes, uh, in the Ethereum, excuse me, uh, you didn't have so much integrations. And all prototypes, they were separate. So oh, everything we build, we build a kind of a separately uh, separate storages, separate infrastructures, things, things like that. So mostly no integration. Okay. We, we see in, the, in the Ethereum world, we think that somebody who came to the network, they have some wallet and yeah, they know I their the keys and
0: yeah, yeah. so you didn't need Web3 or anything like that So yeah. okay. did you try any of the other um, permissioned public blockchain what
1: the looking at the uh, permissioned distributed ledger they don't call it blockchain but they call it distributed ledger R3 Corda uh, they move for financial transactions okay. uh, from the public uh, networks a few of them appeared this year I think they're all worth mentioning EOS Tron Cardano oh. we haven't tried them yet So by trying, I mean we haven't built any prototypes, any any proof of concept, but we're just trying to research the vision and what tools inside.
0: I I guess for you wanting to roll this out to enterprise companies, you've also got an eye on will this project exist in six months as well. (laughs) <laughs> exactly. So we, we, we try, yeah, we try yeah. to think
1: more in a long run, uh, yeah. whether it's, it's only ICO and blockchain means get us give us money and we'll yeah. buy for, for something and forget no. about it, or
0: blockchain means we'll build some infrastructure yeah. which will stay for decades. Hyperledger is under the Linux Foundation, Ethereum has a foundation, and consensus kind mm-hmm. of on the other side too. Like there's reasonable, it should be at least a year. <laughs> Yeah, that, that, that's why
1: we choose them because uh, they have long history they, yeah. they are supported by big big names right uh, and we believe that they are actively supported and uh, have
0: future what, what developments would you like to see in both projects or DLT slash blockchain projects generally over the next six months
1: uh, from the development point I believe uh, uh, more productive tools uh, yeah. frameworks uh, good environment where yeah. you can uh, set up the environment just by few Um, clicks, maybe some presets, predefined things like predefined processes as um, I don't know uh, product chain or supply chain things like that yeah. maybe financial some assets yeah. instruments uh, things like uh, ERC standards in Ethereum I yeah. think they are good because it's kind of yeah. standardization you have to yeah. stick to some rules uh, I expect those expect those things to happen in the hyperledger world
0: too because yeah. uh, I have that um, the demo I saw they did start with that uh, like tool sort of aimed at business analysts where you can Kind of write like a more English-style language to get. A I, ha- smart I haven't contract, seen that. I, I think it's early days. I can't remember what it called. Now um, we actively
1: utilize BPMN notations, business model process, business model process notation,
0: and that's easy to convert
1: to. It's easy to execute. So you you kind of build a UML diagram with uh, yeah, all those yeah. steps. What on the first step, on the next step, who does what? Those are roles and different activities inside, and you can put it in a so-called business. Process servers, mm. kind of state machines who execute those processes and they understand mm. on what step what process is. Mm. And everything can be the business processes, they can be described with those notations. Mm. Things like buying a pizza or um, I don't know, signing the, some complex yeah. documents, they can be described with those, with those processes. And, and actually I guess uh,
0: blockchains and smart contracts are usually relatively simple in that there's a state and there's yeah. actions on them state so I mean actually that's that describes a lot of applications oh, I, I, especially saw, in I saw
1: one scientific paper which uh, um, proposed to convert the business process into a set of smart contracts yeah. self-executable yeah. contracts
0: I've also seen a project uh, looking to do that for legal uh, contracts too um, so a lawyer could write in legal ease and it converts but I don't know I mean the whole thing with legal ease is usually they make it as vague as possible intentionally so, yeah.
1: so I, I believe all kind of those
0: activities around those themes we covered they
1: will yeah. more more uh, yeah. will
0: it boom next or uh, few next years. And what will you and your team look to do in the next six months?
1: I think we'll have more projects. <laughs> we'll have more like yeah. advanced frameworks, more experience in that. Um, people who have three years currently are experts in the blockchain right? Oh, right. so but that's that's
0: that, that's not an expert. That's a project creator.
1: Really. <laughs> it's <laughs> actually not not much. So,
0: and, and uh, how long do you think you until you have one of your projects live? <laughs> Um, what do you think is needed for that? I expect <laughs> it maybe for the next five years. Uh, okay. okay.
1: What needed? Uh, maybe understanding yeah. on the business that they needed that they are ready to make this shift in the organization.
0: Yeah. So you think it's more organizational than technology?
1: Uh, I think it's more right uh, at organization or business business shift. Yeah. So when there is a good uh, book uh, or a theme on the uh, YouTube uh, platform scale, mm. we started from corporations. Now we have like a an, uh, marketplace and. I believe we go in something like platforms or mm. decentralized organizations. Mm. And when a few of them will be built successfully, like, no, I think nobody believed in the Facebook in the early stages, nobody believed yeah, yeah. in Amazon in on the early yeah, stages, and sure. Google, right? There yeah. was some just a bunch no of gigs. in the internet. internet. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but as soon as we have some successful cases in those areas, yeah. I think business will go this, yeah.
0: this direction. And maybe yeah. just, just find. Finally, um, whether it comes to underlying blockchains, platforms, level two technologies, whatever it may be, what what are some of the projects that excite you at the moment that you've heard about, um, or applications of those projects?
1: That's right. maybe a complex questions um, question. Um, if we don't talk about blockchain, let's let's imagine okay. we cover some other theme. I was excited about different uh, augmented reality projects. Mm. Uh, especially uh, some games mm. uh, on HoloLens there was uh, a game when you are kind of a detective you investigate the uh, scene of crime yep. you're trying to find out who was the um, the, uh, the bad guy yeah. right? who killed yeah. the good guy what happened you have different stuff in there so it's so exciting to be inside this movie inside Actually, this game
0: I just bought a board game uh, that is delivered I'm trying to get my wife to find it <laughs> <laughs> It does something similar. I saw it at a thing in the UK earlier in the year and you put the cards out and you use a, it's a phone app, not HoloLens. Mm-hmm. And then it shows you like the, the clues and things based on their codes. So Exactly. It's hap- that's happening already. When I first yeah.
1: had run that game, I mentioned, uh, I stayed in my room, the HoloLens device itself, it created this 3D map of my room, it did project an mm. exact theme, uh, <laughs> there was a body on the floor, there was some yeah. blood on my walls. Yeah, uh, I think wall, I've seen that.
0: So, you so, just missed the so, HoloLens so. talk, actually. <laughs> There's actually someone I used to know who was doing it. So. <laughs>
1: For me, it was so wild. You're like in the, in this movie, in this game. Yeah. You're not playing as a third person. Mm. You're inside it. You're like a first person in there. On no. um, the blockchain area... Um, I like what Hyperledger do. Uh, um, I'm a bit excited maybe uh, in this Sol2s uh, project. Mm-hmm. We started this Hyperledger fabric. There is Sol2s, which is started this year. So more or less production version uh, happens this year. Uh, and it allow you to build uh, not only permission, also network, but also okay. open network. It allows you to integrate uh-huh. with Ethereum because you can execute solidity smart contracts in this yeah. Hyperledger Sol2s. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, these things is exciting for me, and I think in the blockchain area, those projects will should be able to join different blockchain yeah. networks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah this yeah. direction is, is interesting
0: yeah I mean this is already a conversation a lot about sidechains and things yeah. and instead if you could have two of the major ones joining instead but we're still in that space where developers just like to keep making projects and at some point they'll, some will fall yeah, yeah. <laughs> you
1: know we know it's like uh, first uh, uh, smartphone not, yeah. not Apple does that right no. But Apple was do you remember
0: <laughs> Apple's first smartphone
1: I remember Apple had an iPod
0: not a smartphone no, 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 iPod before no. that they had this weird uh, Motorola tie-in, the Razer, was terrible. Really? Okay. Which is basically a Motorola so, phone with iTunes on it. It was terrible.
1: So they were searching for a good form factor maybe. They
0: like to consign that one to history, but they did actually make a phone before the iPhone that was a disaster. Yeah. <laughs> that may
1: happen with every network we have currently so. as yeah.
0: well. I think it already has. Yeah. <laughs> and that was my interview with Anatoly Luchenko from Alex. At Uh, this year's IT arena in Lviv, Ukraine. I hope you enjoyed the interview. You can find previous episodes at gregarismammal.com slash podcast. Support the show with donations and merchandise at gregarismammal.com slash support. Find us on Facebook and you can contact me personally at Christian on Twitter or christianchiller.com Please rate the show anywhere you listen to it if you enjoyed it and until next time, thank you for listening. (laughs)